Mark chapter 16 and verse 14 said, Afterward he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen, or had seen him after he was risen. Said unto them, Go ye unto all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth, believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Listen to this. And these signs shall follow them that believe. It, amen. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Uh, God just dealt with me on this this afternoon, and, and the, the title I put on this was just simply this. Let the Spirit flow. Let the Spirit flow. Amen. You can be seated because I feel like I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Amen. This, this prayer time was in, in the Holy Ghost. God is he, he's taking us to a place where we're not afraid to ask. But at the same time, he's, he's doing something. What God's doing is showing us that we don't have to wait for months and weeks to get an answer from God. I believe that there were some instantaneous miracles in here tonight because God wants to confirm His Word. When we let the power of the Holy Ghost flow, you see, nobody laid hands on you in that first portion of prayer. Nobody laid hands on you, and, and yet there were testimonies of, of miracles that took place in this room as a result of that. Amen. Growing up in the church, I, I, was, I was raised to believe that we are reservoirs for the Holy Ghost. We are, we are a, a vessel that the Holy Ghost is to dwell in. I've been Pentecostal all my life. Uh, one of the primary focuses of being Pentecostal is being filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? You all know that. I mean, that's one of, the, one of our uh, things. And we talk about that a lot, being filled, filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for that experience. I'm really thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful for the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I believe it's extremely necessary to be filled with the Holy Ghost. But that is not the end of the story. Amen. Everybody that's born of the Spirit that's baptized with the Holy Ghost, is supposed to be full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. For many, being filled and staying filled, or, or for mu much of my life and, and a lot of other people, being filled with the Holy Ghost and staying filled was our primary focus. Just being filled, just staying full of the Holy Ghost. Uh, yet, I, I feel like that God spoke to me about this and said, by concentrating on just being filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, the, the Spirit of God, uh, we don't understand that we are just, we're limiting God. Just trying to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and just stay with me because I'm going someplace with this. Uh, you say, well, how? How's that a problem? Because you're supposed to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Of course you are. We have, the Bible says, uh, you know, that this is the, uh, that Jesus said before he went away, my, I'm going to come back and, and I'm going to live in you. I'm with you, but I'm going to be in you. Amen. So how are we limiting God? By, by just concentrating on being filled with the Holy Ghost. Because me and, and my spiritual capacity were God's limitations. Boy, it's quiet in here. Just bear with me. We, we talk about being filled. I'm going to keep this. It's like, it's like I've got a jar. If I, if I could use, if I've got a, I've got a container and I'm, I'm going to fill this container and then I put a lid on it, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it full. And if I, if I open this up, it's getting a little emptier, isn't it? And, and so our concentration on, the, on, the, on 
staying full of the Holy Ghost is, is just being filled, the vessel, just being filled in the vessel. And, and when I started thinking about this, and God started revealing some things to me in this, the problem is that we limit God by our spiritual capacity. Amen. Uh, however, the Lord never intended for our, our destination in Him to be just a container for the Holy Ghost. Amen. He wants much more than that. Thank God for the infilling of the Holy Ghost, but that's only the starting point. That's only the beginning uh, phase of this for us. Amen. His promise for us is that His Spirit would flow through us. He didn't say, I'm just going to fill you. He said His Spirit would flow through us. Listen to this. In John chapter 7 and verse 37, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Amen. Out of the inner part of the person, there is going to be a flow that comes out. Amen. The power of God is going to come out of you. It's not going to be retained in the vessel. Thank God for the filling of the Holy Ghost. But God gave it to us. And He said, I, you, there's going to be something happen. Out of you is going to flow a river of living water. Amen said, This spake he of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. I've learned that it is not a, about how much God that is in me that counts. It's really a, a, how much of the Spirit of God that's flowing through me that matters. Amen. Hallelujah. I, I think it was probably five years ago or six years ago, I... I I taught a message or a lesson here one Sunday about this, or maybe it was a Wednesday night, I don't know, but I, I talked about being a conduit. Are you a conduit or, or, a, or, a, or, 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 or a, just a glass? You know, a conduit, it, it, things flow through it. A, a glass, you just put it there, fill it, and that's it. Not, it's stagnant. Nothing is coming in, nothing going out when it's full. Amen. And so the problem that we have a lot of times is we're, we run to the altar all the time. And, 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 and don't get me wrong, I'm not preaching against staying full of the Holy Ghost. I believe you should be. But you see, the, the problem we have is I just want enough Holy Ghost to keep me from going to hell. Just need enough Holy Ghost just to, just to help me to get up past this sin or that temptation or, or get through this or get through that. And, and so uh, Jesus talked about the flow of the Holy Ghost. It, it's going to be like a river of living water. There is, there is a torrent of, the, of, of, of power in a river. Amen. And he talks about that in those terms. Eh? And, and so when we look at this, we have to understand that what's, what is flowing through me is really what matters the most to God. What's the difference between a, a reservoir and a river? One has a limit. You can fill a reservoir up, and, and, and if you fill it too full, you're going to break the dam on, on one end of that reservoir, and it's going to, it's going to make a lot of destruction. Uh, on the other hand, <clears throat> the, the river doesn't have a, a limit. It just, it's open on this end and that end, and what flows in flows through it. Amen. And it just keeps, as long as there's a, a source of water in that river, it'll just keep on flowing. As long as you don't have a drought and the rains keep coming, that river just keeps on flowing. If there's fountains feeding that river, uh, it just keeps flowing. There is no, there is, you, it doesn't just contain what's in it. It flows through it. Amen. Here's the question, what that I believe we need to ask ourselves, what am I limiting? Amen. What am I limiting? Amen. What, what, or I could say it this way, what is the limit of me? 
What am I doing that's stopping God from being what He wants to be? Amen. I, I just answered this without asking you for the answer. First of all, the answer, the answer is this, my will. Uh, me running my own life. Me wanting to be in control. Those are the things that stop the power of God from flowing the way God's power wants to be flowing in us. Amen. Uh, we, the, Paul talked about, I am crucified with Christ. But the problem that a lot of Christians have is they, they come in and they get an experience with God and they, bec- they, they, they don't crucify the flesh. They are... It's their old uncrucified self that that is the problem. Amen. It stands in the way of the flow of the Holy Ghost. Paul said in Galatians 2 and 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So it's not me that's ever going to do anything. I'm going to do it through the power of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said these signs will follow us. There needs to be signs following the Holy Ghost-filled believer. There needs to be something happening, amen, in the life of a Holy Ghost. It, we, it ought to be normal for us to go, uh, at, just as a layperson, walk into a hospital room and pray for somebody and watch them get out of that bed. Amen. It ought to be normal for you to pray for a co-worker that's sick in their body. Say, hey, I know you're sick today, but let me pray for you. It ought to be normal for us to see them be healed. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. You've got to start letting the Holy Ghost flow. Amen. Let the power of God flow. Amen. When God's Spirit is moving the way it wants to move, something is going to happen. Amen. At, at, at the risk of being accused of oversimplifying, the first step to, to uh, I believe, letting the Holy Ghost flow through us or the Spirit of God move the way it wants to in, it, uh, in, in us is to fully surrender to Jesus Christ. So, well, we hear that all the time. Yeah, I, I, we probably need to keep saying it until you stop hanging on and fully surrender. Amen. We need to fully surrender. Amen. It seems hard to con- conceive, but many uh, truly do not understand how to let go of, of, of their self and let go of their will. When you fully surrender to Jesus, you here's how it works. You give up your will. You don't have a will anymore. Amen. I said when you fully surrender to Jesus... You don't have a will anymore. Your will is gone. You have to learn how to say, not my will. Jesus prayed a prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. And He prayed a prayer that that I believe we ought to all emulate. Jesus was God, but He was also the flesh of God. And the flesh was battling because the flesh knew that it had to face all of this uh, persecution in a little while. And the flesh wanted to, or the spirit wanted to get through with this program. The flesh was saying, I don't want to have this happen. And he kept saying, let this cup pass from me. Let this cup pass from me. And finally he came to the place in his prayer where he realized that in order for God's will to be done, his had to die. And so he said, my, not my will, but thy will be done. Amen. I, want, I don't want to do this, but nevertheless. And the problem that we have is we've never come to the nevertheless part. Oh yeah, we can run the aisles and shout and we, we can get behind the preacher and we can get behind the evangelist and everybody else. But when God starts tampering with our will a little bit, we rise up in, in, on our heels and we say, ah, wait a minute, that doesn't... We've got to get rid of our will if we're ever going to submit to God. If the Holy Ghost 
is going to flow through me. I have got to submit my will to God. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> when you, you have to give up control of everything in your life to Jesus. Everything. By doing this, your limits are removed and the Holy Ghost then begins to flow in you. Amen. Like Jesus talked about, the river of living water. The river of living water. One very good starting point for surrendering is this. Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 5 and in verse 5, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Casting all your care upon Him for He careth for you. Amen. Listen to what David said on this subject in Psalm chapter 55 and verse 22. He said, Cast thy burden upon the Lord and He shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Amen. Paul also addresses this in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 6 and 7. He said, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. The Lord intends for us to do this literally. Every day. Well, I don't want to be a beggar. Who asked you to cast your cares on them? Jesus did. Amen. When my children were growing up, I didn't want my kids going to the neighbor's house and asking for food. I didn't want my kids going down to, down to the neighbor's house and saying, well, I don't have shoes to wear, clothes to wear. I don't have a bed to sleep in. Can you help me out? I was going to take care of my kids. Amen. I wanted my kids to come and ask me for things. I wanted to supply their needs. Don't think you, the devil wants you to believe that you're a beggar if you're asking God. He said, ask. He said, let your requests be made known. You come to God and start talking to God. What happens when you do that? You are becoming totally and completely dependent upon God. You are expressing to God, I cannot do this by myself. I don't have a job good enough to supply my needs. Amen. We all know jobs can come and they can go. Amen. Finances could be here today and gone tomorrow. I just... I just read something today that the stock market just took another 800-point loss. And they said, we're facing a big recession. You may tell you something, I didn't get worried because I know who's in control. Amen. This stuff can, can be here today and gone tomorrow. Thank you, Brother Chad. Be here today and gone tomorrow. My, my dependency is not on this world, upon the stuff that this world supplies. My dependency is on God. And so he said, let your requests be made known. Cast your cares upon him. Say, so what's that got to do with letting the Holy Ghost flow? Well, I can tell you this, as soon as we do that, we're humbling. We have to humble ourselves and start admitting that we can't do this by ourselves. Amen. What happened in the second part of this prayer time uh, exemplified that. I'm telling you, God orchestrated what everything that happened here tonight. Because the first part, God showed you, I can do the miraculous without you being touched. But the second part of this, God said, now I want to show you something else. I want you to ask. I want you to ask. Brother Denny, you, you didn't have a clue what I was going to preach, did you? Well, God did. 
God knew what I was going to preach he, because He gave it to me, but He and, and I didn't know Denny was going to do this when he led prayer tonight. <clears throat> I just called him up for a church and said, I feel like you should lead prayer. Amen. And God orchestrated all this. You know why? Because God wants to show us that He can do anything for us. But there's times where we need to step up by faith and ask. Amen. We need to stay. We need to say, God, I, I, I need something. I, I'm, I'm helpless. I, I just really, I need you right now, God. Amen. And when we humble ourselves, I can tell you right now that river of the Holy Ghost power will begin to flow. We, we lose the dependence upon self. We're so dependent on me. I'm so dependent on my abilities, and and I've always done it for myself. And so here I am again. I can work this out. Oh, no, you can't. You've got to learn how to depend upon God. Amen, God. So we have to pray this in a very literal sense every moment of every day. God has taught, He taught me this uh, quite a long time ago to pray this in a very literal sense. This is my mind, and you can do whatever you want, but this is my primary method for praying for myself and for the will of God in my life. I, I go to the Scripture. I know what the Scripture says. So I release to God. The Bible, when it says to cast upon Him, it literally means to release to Him. Turn loose of it. Release it. You can't, you can't release something you've you got a death grip on. We're talking to God about, well, God, I need you to do this miracle for me. I've got something I need from you, God, and, and, and I'm going to give it to you. And, and here, it, here, here it is. Come here, brother. Take, I, I'm going to give this to you. I want you to have it now. I'm going to give it to you. Go ahead. Take it. Take it. And, and we're just, we just get a death grip on it and say, God, I want you to have this. And, and we just keep on holding on. Come on. And God said, well, why don't you let go? Because I can take care of it if you let go. The, when, when the Bible says cast your care, it literally means to release it. So when, when I pray, I say, okay, God, I'm going to let go. I don't have it anymore. It doesn't belong to me anymore, God. It's not even in my hands anymore. My hands are clean of it. God, it's in your hands now. And if, if, if you, you choose to do, deal with it, I, I sat in, in my living room today, in our house uh, today. Uh, you still want that? I'll put it up. You can go take another offering if you want to. Yeah, we haven't taken one, have we? I sat in my house today. I had a man sitting in, in, in my living room that does not pastor uh, Oneness Apostolic Church. But he is a preacher. And he told me, he said, he didn't even know what he was saying. Brother Denny, you were talking about this building process tonight. And he said, you know, sometimes God is not, he doesn't give us things that we ask for because it's not time for us to have them yet. Come on. Come on. I, said, I, I just sitting there in that chair, in my chair thinking, come on, talk to me, God. Come on, talk to me, God. And he said, he said sometimes we're fussing and, and, and fretting and stewing and we're trying to get things from, from God and, or we're trying to get an answer from God and God's, God's just, all, the whole time God's working, but he, he's got a plan that, that, that we're, we're thinking, well, God, how, how come you... And he's telling me all this. I'm sitting in my chair and listening to it. But you want me to tell you something? That's exactly how we are. We, t we turn loose. We, we, we want to turn loose of it, but before can, God can even get out of arm's length from us, we're grabbing for it again. 
and we want to take it back, and we want to handle it, and we got to figure out how. Now, it, it, you know, I'm going to give you a 24-hour time frame, God. Let me tell you something. Stop trying to put God on a time clock. God doesn't wear a wristwatch. He doesn't have a clock on the wall. He doesn't operate by a calendar. Amen. He just doesn't. And we're always trying to put God in this, in this frame that we, of, of, we call time. We're trying to make God operate in that frame. And if God doesn't do it when we want to, we pout. I prayed God didn't answer my prayer. How do you know God didn't answer your prayer? How do you know God didn't answer your prayer? You see, I'm talking about letting the Holy Ghost, letting the Spirit flow. But sometimes we stop the flow because of our doubt and our unbelief. And we stop the flow because we're still trying to grab the things out of God's hands that we were supposed to release to Him. He said, cast it on Him. Release it to Him. Turn loose of it. Let it go. Let God have it. And we're grabbing for it. And, we're, and if God doesn't do it when we want God to do it, then all of a sudden we... We, we become all shook up about it. We become nervous and we get, God, do you know what you're doing? Do you have any idea? And I'm telling you, God knows everything that he's doing. He knows down to the minute detail. He knows down to the dotting of the I and the crossing of the T, how it's going to happen. And yet we're all disturbed about it. What you have to do is say, here it is, God. I don't have it anymore. It's not mine. I don't, I'm, it's not my concern. I'm going to stand on your word. So I pray that way. I pray, God, I'm casting everything that I'm, that, I, that, I, that I'm worrying about, that I'm anxious about. I'm giving it to you, God. If that means everything I'm concerned about, anything that I'm feeling any pressure over, I'm giving it to you, God. Amen. And I'll tell you what I do in my own personal prayer life. I do this point by point, situation by situation. If there's something that's bothering me, Amen. I can tell you a little secret. In the years that I've pastored a church, I've learned, amen, the buck does stop here. And so sometimes you don't have the answer and you need an answer. And so I say, okay, God, here's what, what's going on, God. And I'll just tell it's like God doesn't know. But I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm, I'm to the point where I, I want God to know that I know and I want him to know that I know he knows. And so I, I say, God, here's the, here's the situation I'm facing right now. I know he already knows. Not, he's, he, he's not ignorant of my situation. But I say, here it is, God. And here's what I'm, I'm, I'm fearing this, or I'm anxious about this, or this is going on, or that's going on. And then I tell you how I get done with it. I walk away like this, and I say, I'm not dealing with it anymore, God. It's not my problem now. It's yours. You say, that is, that's cold. No, that's the word of God. Amen. Because if I really am going to release it, then I just need to release it. God taught me a long time ago to stop trying to solve all my problems by myself. Because every time I tried to do that, I, all I did was get deeper into, into the situation or, or more worry or more 
more fretting and, and, and he taught me to stop using my own strength and stop trying to intellectualize or reason my way through problems and he convinced me to stop trying to accomplish his will through my ability of what I already know you see I don't know how God's going to do these things I don't know how or when God's going to do it but I just know this God knows what we asked for and, and I, I, God's never lied to me he never put a lie in this book and if God promised me something I can stand on that promise that's why a man can stand here in this pulpit and say raise your hands if you need healing and we have two testimonies standing right here right now I just got healed that's why because we stopped trying to rationalize it I cannot intellectualize my way through anything but one thing I can do is let the power of the Holy Ghost loose let it begin to flow because when the Holy Ghost works it does things that nobody can do amen hallelujah Amen. I have to let go of all of my worries. I have to let go of all of my concerns, all my anxieties. Peter said, cast what? No, stop right there. Cast what? What was that word? Cast all. All. He didn't say keep a little bag back for yourself and hang on to a few of them because you might need them later. He said, cast all your cares upon him. Why did he say that? Well, he finished it up. He said, because he cares for you. Amen. Hallelujah. I can tell you this. The worry, anxiety, fear, all that consternation that boils up inside of you, all that does is plug up the well. Amen. It just plugs up the well. The, the, the well can't flow. The water can't flow. The Holy Ghost can't flow. The more you worry about it, the more you, you're anxious. You say, well, somebody's got to worry. You show me in this book where it says that. Show me. If you can prove to me that somebody's got to worry about it, I'll give you every single thing I own, every dime I have. I promise you it's not in this book. Amen. What we do is we plug up, we stop the flow. We, we, we stop, we're, starting to, we're starting to try to figure it out on our own. And we stop the flow of the Spirit. We stop the flow of the Holy Ghost when this happens. And we, we stymie the miracles and the power and all the signs and wonders and all the miraculous. We stymie it when we stop trusting God. We've got to let the Holy Ghost flow. Denny, I'm convinced. And we'll see a lot more healing take place just like the Bible said, these signs shall follow them that believe. It's going to follow us. It's going to follow us. Where we go, those signs are going to be there. Wherever we are, these signs shall follow them that believe. If, I'm go if I walk someplace, Brother Denny, if I walk into a hospital room and the doctor told that person that they're going to die of cancer, guess what just followed me in there? The signs and miracles that Jesus promised. These signs shall follow them that believe. Amen. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall, come on now, they shall cast out devils. 
The problem is we've got a big old plug in the Holy Ghost River, the flow, and we stop it by our doubt. And we're stopping it by trying to figure it out. And we're trying to intellectualize it. And we're trying to we're trying to make it something that it's not. It is just something supernatural. And you can't get a hold of it. You can't put it in a barrel. You can't put it in a bottle. You can't put it in a tube. You just gotta let it flow. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We've got to learn how to release these problems to God. Amen. He does the caring after we do the casting. But He won't care until you cast. Amen. Jesus will never wrestle with us over the, over the control of our lives and our problems. He will never do it. Either we give them to Him or He lets us have them completely. Amen. How many of us in this room have ever used that the old phrase, God helps those that help themselves? You ever used that before? Well, let me tell you something. It's not in the Bible. That's not a scriptural phrase. It's not found anywhere in the Bible. And furthermore, it's totally against the principles of the Scripture according to what I'm preaching to you tonight because God helps those that surrender their lives to Him. Amen. That's, that's how, how it works. When we cast or release everything to Him or upon Him, we're releasing the power of the Holy Ghost to flow through us. And when that happens, the miraculous starts taking place. Amen. God allows His power to start to flow. It's not me. It's not Denny. It's not, it's not Brother Eddie. It's not Brother Chad. It's not Brother Jackson. It's not Brother uh, 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 Tuar. It's, 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 not any, it's not Sister Bridge. It's none of our ministry in this church. Brother Brad, I, I love you, man, but it's not going to be you. It's going to be God that heals the sick. It's, yay, man. Come on now. If somebody said, well, so-and-so prayed for me and I was healed. You weren't healed because that person prayed for you. You were, prayed, you were healed because the power of God came and touched you. It's not me or any minister in this church or any evangelist that's going to do it. It's the power of the Almighty God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. What we've got to do is get out of the way and let the Holy Ghost begin to move. When the Holy Ghost starts moving, we're going to start seeing the miraculous. Have trust and confidence enough in the Lord that when you have sickness, go to Him immediately. Don't wait until it gets so bad you have to go to the doctor. Go to Him immediately. I have never preached against doctors and I'm not going to start preaching against doctors. I've been to a lot of doctors in my life. But I'm going to tell you something. The first place we should go when we have a need is not to the doctor. It ought to be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I, am I, am I all right? I'm in the book. Hallelujah. He said, bring me those problems. Bring me those cares. Put them on me. Release them to me. And let me see what I can do about it. Amen. Paul taught us that to have peace we first have to give everything over to Jesus. Notice he didn't say everything. He said everything. I read that to you in Philippians 4, 6 and 7. He said, be careful for nothing but in everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. When we do this, I can tell you what will happen. The peace of God will move in. And it will preserve and it will guard our minds and our spirits. Amen. Peter said for us to seek peace and, in, and to, he said, ensue it or pursue it. Amen. Chase after peace. Amen. 
uh, we, if you're going to do, if you will do that, I can promise you, God will take you places and do things for you that you've never seen before. Amen. Amen. Jesus' own words in John chapter 16, and I'm almost finished right now. He said, these things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Now, you, you get what Jesus is saying? Don't be afraid of the world. I, that's no big deal to me. I've already taken care of that. I've already overcome that. It's like, no big deal. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. I, I talked to a person, and I'm, and I'm wrapping up. I talked to a person uh, not too awful long back. They got a report from the doctor, and, the doc, and it wasn't a good report. The doctor told them that they were probably not going to make it. And I told him, I said, well, and this person was absolutely full of the Holy Ghost. They lived for God. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Are you ready to go if, if the Lord decides to take you? And, you know, sometimes you say, well, that's not the thing you want to say. You want to encourage them. Everything's going to be okay. Well, maybe everything is going to be okay one way or the other. I said, are you ready to go if the Lord decides to take you? And he said, yep. I said, well, then you have nothing to worry about. Paul said, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. You can't defeat that kind of an attitude. Amen. You, you, you're not going to whip somebody with that kind of an attitude because if I'm, he said to be absent in the body is to be present in the, with the Lord. I mean, how do you, how do you win against that? Not, you know, everybody wants to see heaven, but nobody wants to die to get there. Well, I want to see God face to face. When he comes down, you get that report from the doctor. You see, that, it's fear tactics from the devil. You say, well, that's, you're, you're being facetious now, Pastor. No, I'm not. I, I really am not. Because there is, you should not fear anything, anything, if you have the hope of the Lord Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Ghost. Because we really can. You say, well, it's, it, you can't say that. I can too, because I was there. I stood, stared death in the face. I mean, we were eyeball to eyeball. There were days I, I thought this was the day, and my wife is not in here. She's helping down there. But I can tell you right now, she could testify to this fact because there are days I told her, I don't think I'm going to make it today. And, I'm, I, and I wasn't joking. I meant it. I st but I'll tell you something. God, the peace of God came in upon me. I have never felt anything like it in my life. And I can just stand right here before you right now and tell you I'm not afraid of death. Doesn't scare me in the least little bit. I've stood on the door on the threshold of it. The devil wants us to be afraid. He wants us to be scared to death all the time. He wants us to live in this in this state of fear, in this state of you know anxiety all the time, worried all the time, and, and just you know anxious about oh, what what if this happens? What if that happens? You know something? God's brought me this far. David said, I, I was young, I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I can tell you right now, God knows how to take care of you through every situation. Stand with me tonight. Here's the deal. We've got to start letting the Holy Ghost flow. You, you, you need to stop hindering the move of God in your life. If, if you're walking in, in, if you're in the workplace and somebody says to you, man, I feel terrible today. Don't go grab your purse or your, your locker and get them a, a, an Advil. Go get, say, you, can, I'll pray for you right now. 
in the workplace? God might just be let, getting ready to break the dam and let something mighty happen. If you just do it. If you just do it. I just not too long ago, somebody told me about a story of a young person in their church. This girl was in, in, at, at the school, and, the, uh, and, and she, she said that the teacher was very, very sick. And uh, so in front of the whole class, the teacher was just sitting there at the desk with her head down. In front of the whole class, this girl just finally she said she was scared because she didn't know what everybody would think. But she just walked up to the teacher's desk and said, would you mind if I pray for you? He said the teacher looked, looked at her and said, well, I guess not. And I mean, the, I guess the teacher was violently sick. Said the little girl just laid her hands on that teacher's arm and started praying simple prayer in Jesus' name, and that sickness was gone instantly. Said that classroom just turned into a, a room. He said you could have heard a pin drop in there. And some of the kids started asking her afterwards, how did you do that? She said, I didn't. God did. You see, here's the thing that you have to understand. God wants to give us, he wants something powerful to happen in us. But we've got to stop, we've got to stop stymieing the flow of the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, these signs will follow them that believe. I really believe, Brother Denny, God orchestrated this first part of this service tonight to show us just exactly that. It was like an illustration for my sermon. In fact, I was standing over there, and the, and the devil starts telling me, listen, you know, sometimes I know the voice of God is speaking, and sometimes I know when the devil's talking. And the devil starts telling me, you won't even have to preach tonight because, look, God's already moving. And, and all of a sudden, I, I hear this other voice say, no, this is exactly what I, why I wanted you to preach tonight. Because if we'll stop stymieing the flow of the Holy Ghost, this won't just happen once in a while. It'll happen all the time. These signs shall follow them that believe. Everywhere you go, if it's following you, everywhere you go, that will be there. If you're going into a drug house to, to witness to somebody, it'll be there. Amen. If you're, if you're, if you're walking into the, to the workplace, it'll be there. It'll be there at, at, at school. It'll be there in the, in, in the, in the mall. It'll be, it'll be there. These signs will follow them that believe. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen once those signs start happening. God's going to give a revival in your little area. I talked to you the other day about your world. God's going to give you a revival in your world like you never dreamed possible before. Amen. I want us to come and stand here for a moment before you leave. Hallelujah. God wants His Spirit to flow through you so that you see, when, when Jesus talked about this river of living water, a river goes where it wants to. It goes where it wants to. Try to, try to stop a river. You try to stop a river, it's going to go someplace. Yeah, put, put a dam on the river, it's going to make a lake. And, pretty, and if, if there's no way to get out of there, it's going to tear that dam out and it'll go. I promise you that. I've seen places where rivers... Uh, where where they tried to where a rock slide or a, a landslide would would stop a river and it just made a new river. A river goes where it wants to. Here's what what God wants us to do. He wants us to be so full of the Holy Ghost and let the Holy Ghost flow so powerfully in us that we affect everything that we come in contact with. Every person, every church, every every setting that we're in. He he wants us to be like that. Amen. If you're willing to release everything to God, uh, you'll you will be more effective than you've ever been in your life. Amen.